If you know and do this one thing, you will have better relationships than 90% of the people on the planet. Let's see what the Bible says about that. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Glad you're here for this one. It's going to be awesome. If you would go ahead and like and subscribe, we're glad each and every one of you watch this. But the more people who like this video and subscribe, the more it gets into other people's algorithms. So if you haven't yet subscribed, go ahead and do that. I'm looking forward to this episode today. Yeah, it's going to be good. So there is a truth that that we believe that those who really follow Jesus with their life and truly, honestly, humbly, consistently live that out, they will have yep. a life quality better than someone who doesn't. Yep. And when it comes to relationships, this is true as well. Yep. If you will truly lift up the name of Jesus and live him out in your life, you will have better relationships than yeah. people who don't. Yeah, and this is not just, hey, this sounds really cool and fun, and this <laughs> this gets people to be religious. No, this is just a literal truth that yeah. whenever Jesus is at the center of relationships, those relationships actually flourish. Yeah, exactly. This doesn't mean that every Christian has perfect and great relationships. No. Because um, there will be pain, heartache, and loss here on planet Earth, mm -hmm. but those who do know Jesus and follow him he equips them with mm -hmm. the skills and the heart necessary to have better mm -hmm. relationships. Mm -hmm. And it's true, and it affects every relationship. Yep. Um, people who truly lift up the name of Jesus and live him out have the potential to have better marriages than those who do not, mm -hmm. have better friendships than those who do not. And because the whole concept behind faith is not just religious activity, at the center of it is something very relational. Mm -hmm. Jesus said that the greatest commandment is you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Well, that at its core is super relational. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and those who do that will be able to do the second great commandment, which is to love your neighbor as yourself. So exactly. here it is. Those who have a relationship a loving relationship, consistent relationship with Jesus will have better relationship with other people. Yeah, exactly. Again, like with with understanding God, our creator, and his character, then there is a foundation for love. There's a yeah. foundation for laying down your own pride. There's a foundation yep. for setting aside your desires to seek the desires of someone else, yep. to you know, make someone, to serve someone else. There's a foundation for that apart from uh, God, Jesus, the church. There is no foundation or reason really why you should lay down your own life. Yeah, and so you find then that faith is very, very helpful to relationships. Yes. Prayer is very, very helpful to relationships. Yeah. Being a part of a church is yep. very, very helpful to relationships. Yep. So uh, the Bible talks a lot about this, but one of the short set of verses we have in 1 John says, Beloved, in other words, loved people, uh, let us love one another. Let us carry mm -hmm. out this this thing that we've received from God. Let us yeah. be very relational in this. Live for, it out. For, yeah. <laughs> for love is of God. It comes from him. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The only way you can truly love in in the in its truest definition of laying down your life for someone else is if you know the God who has given his life so that you might know love. Yeah. He who does not love does not know God for God is love. Mm -hmm. If there's not the truest essence of God's sacrificial intentional, um, humble love flowing from you, then you don't know 
the God who loves in that way. You might be religious, you might be active in a church, you might claim to have faith, yeah. but if you know this God, mm-hmm. then it will show up in your life. Mm-hmm. And and the thing that it does for us is that it, it that relationship, the first one, fills us, the vertical, yeah. <laughs> fills us to be able to live out the horizontal. He puts, he fills up your tank so yep. that you can drive it out. <laughs> yep. He he gives you an abundance so that you can have it for other needs. Yeah. And it's it's fascinating and intentional that the order is what it is. You shall love the Lord your God is first and then your neighbor second, not yep. the other way around. Yep. Love your neighbor and there and then love God because the first is what gives you the source to do the second. Mm-hmm. And so what he does is he gives us this abundance, this uh, this ability, this tank filling. Mm-hmm. Now, in our last podcast, we talked about uh, when you don't have that and you have a scarcity, you have a lack, you have an emptiness, and you get it inverted and you start looking yeah. to people to give you what you're missing. Yeah. that that starting in a scarcity mindset. I don't have it, and I'm going to look to the people in my life to give it to them. I'm going to look to my spouse, my yeah. kids, my coworkers, my boss, mm. my neighbor, other people to fill up my tank. And that never works. Mm. It puts you in this scarcity mindset. I don't have it, and therefore I have to have it. Let me yeah. just, let's just look at or talk about just briefly what we talked about the last time, just so we're all on the same page here. Scarcity yeah. mindset leads to... Um, looking at relationships as a way to get what's missing in you. Mm. Oh, man. Uh, again, that affects... <laughs> yeah, it will. And it drains the other person. It, drain, drain the other it person. keeps you drained. Yeah. Uh, so if you get a parent who's trying to get from their child what's missing in them, yep. that child's going to be frustrated, and so will that parent. Yeah. They won't ever get it. Yeah. If they're still trying to fill a void in them through their children... It's not going to work. If a spouse is trying to get from the other spouse all the relational, emotional needs mm-hmm. that they have, it won't work. They're going to be hurt and frustrated and disappointed, and it's going to create conflict. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is you start focusing on your need, your lack, and you start focusing on what they ought to be doing for you. Mm-hmm. And that destroys relationships. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the very opposite of everything Jesus taught. You start keeping a, a mental checklist of what you do for the relationship, yeah. that's good. Yep. <laughs> you start keeping a mental checklist of what they are not doing for the relationship yep. that's bad. Yep. And that only leads to conflict. It leads to not being able to be grateful. Mm-hmm. It leads to unconsciously or consciously pulling away in the relationship, yep. struggling with fears, struggling with insecurities, easily offended. And then you start seeing the relationship as a duty, as an obligation, mm-hmm. and it's not a genuine delight. So... That all is what happens when there's scarcity. Yep. But thankfully, that's not what we've been invited yes, to exactly. in Christ. Yep. He, Jesus comes to meet our deepest emotional, relational, spiritual needs and there give us an abundance of supply yeah. so that we can truly live that out and, yeah. and it changes how you relate when you do that. Yeah, again, you think of the verse John 10, 10, I believe it is. It says Jesus came to give us life and life abundant. There you go. <laughs> and so yeah. it's right on this. So obviously, as we always say, let's mm-hmm. see what the Bible says about that. There's verse number one, basically for us right there. That says, yeah, this, really. is, this is what the life that Jesus has called for us. He's come to give us abundance. Yeah. And it, it's sad. I, I, you know, I've been a believer now for decades 
And um, I've struggled with some of that along the way, mm-hmm. thinking somehow I was the one who was trying to always or was always needing to keep God's tank filled up, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that somehow yeah. he's a little upset and <laughs> I got to somehow in me so good, yeah. find a way to fill up his tank yeah. uh, so he won't be up so upset with me. Yeah, wow. That's religion and that's, it's backwards. It doesn't work. Yeah. It never provides life. It, it's not so abundance. Yeah. And, you know, or he's offended, he's upset, he's pulled away. That makes him, yeah. that makes him empty and that makes me <laughs> demanding to yeah. be full yeah. always to give to him yeah and the implication that like you you have what god needs mm-hmm. and and that that's that will stress you out way more than you can yeah. even handle yeah you know? and that's every religion though yeah that, exactly that they're they're attempting so to appease an offended yep. scarce yep. scarcity heart god yeah that's not um, what we have come to by faith in Jesus yeah. Christ. You're right. He has yeah. come so that we may have life and have it more abundant. So the mm-hmm. tank may be full and refilled and refilled and refilled. Yeah. And then you live out of that, not out of scarcity, not out of demand, not out of duty, obligation that's yeah. painful and arduous and you know difficult, yeah. but no, out of out of delight and joy and purpose. Yeah, absolutely. And so so uh, we're going to walk through some some ways in which your relationships change whenever you do have the mindset uh, that that has abundance, a life that is abundant, not a life that's uh, they have it, I need it, I'm going to get it from them, but a life that says I'm satisfied with, with my relationship with God, right? Yeah. So the, yeah. the first thing is that you approach your relationships emotionally and relationally full, not yeah totally and utterly dependent on them to fill you up, but you approach yeah. each relationship full. Yeah. It makes a difference because, yeah. uh, you know, if you were going to take a vacation in your vehicle, the first thing you do is make sure your tank was full Yeah, and make sure my oil's full, water's yeah. full, yeah. gas tank, yeah. EV, whatever your car yeah. is, yeah. that it's all full. Yep. And then you say, okay, I'm ready. I'm yep. ready to go on this trip. It's going to yeah. be good. I can relax. I'm at peace because my tank's full. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it works that way in life as well. Yeah. If your tank is full, then you'll approach relationships with a full tank. Yeah. You're not stressed. You're not fearful. You're not uncertain. You're not angry. Yeah. You're not bitter. You're not demanding. You yeah. actually start off with your tank full and you know, you know what? I am loved because God loves me. Yeah. I have worth because the death of Jesus shows me that. I am accepted because that's what the Bible tells me by faith. I am of great value. I am uniquely created. Well, if my tank is full, then I can step into a relationship ready to give out whatever's needed, ready to yeah. do what's needed. And and if I come to someone whose tank is empty, I can I have something to give. Yeah. But if I come at it empty, if I come at it needing something from you, and I don't ever know how to fill my own tank, well, this is where you get people who are selfish. This is where narcissists come from. Mm-hmm. This is where shallow people come from. Mm. This is where excessively needy and demanding people come from. This is where yeah. whiny people come from yeah. <laughs> because they're empty yeah. and they're looking to people around them because they won't receive it from God. They're looking and it it makes for a broken person and it makes for broken relationships. Yeah, it's true. So mm. when we have our tank filled by Jesus, then... It actually, it does something. It, it, yeah. again, it puts us on the journey ready to be able to go and do whatever we need to do. I love yeah. what Second Corinthians 5, 14 and 15 says, mm-hmm. and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves. Mm. 
They don't have so to cute. live to fill up their tank, yeah. do what do what they need to do to find them that they have some kind of worth or value, validate themselves, prove themselves, yeah. lean into their urges and appetites, desires, yeah. uh, give in to victim mentality. They yeah. don't have to do any of that. Yeah, they're not living as just consumers of everything, mm-hmm. but, but living as a giver, yeah. living overflowing to yeah. others. Yeah, And that's not a beat down. It's no. not... Oh, I just don't. I know I shouldn't live for myself anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what happens. That, yeah. That's out of scarcity mentality. Yeah, again. exactly. Abundance says, I, "My tank's full. I don't. I don't yeah. need to stop at the gas station every time I see one. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't need to look at every exactly. gas station with envy when it goes by or yeah. anger that when I go yeah. by. I'm, I'm full. Yeah. I can go right on by. Yeah. And so I can look so at the people good. in my life and not have to look at them with anger and resentment, uncertainty and insecurity mm. and and victim mentality because so good. my tank's full. Yep. Yeah. So, so good. Yeah. So uh, another thing that when you have this abundance mentality, another thing that it does is it, it puts you in a place where you're actually overflowing with love. Yeah. So uh, Jesus gives us this picture where he doesn't just, uh, it's really not like the gas tank analogy, yeah. you know, it helps us because we all understand that going uh-huh. to the gas tank because when you get your gas tank filled up, you you go until it it stops, yeah. it cuts off, uh-huh. and you, then you move on. Uh-huh. But Jesus talks about uh, that those who give and those who are loved by God, by him, and receive uh-huh. his love, they have blessing poured into them, and it's pressed down, and it's shaken together, and yeah. it's still overflowing. Yeah. It just it, There's more. Yeah. Uh, he said, he who believes in me will have rivers of living water flowing from within them. Yeah. That, that's not just topped off. Yeah, <laughs> that's overflowing. Yeah. So then you go into a relationship like that. You mm-hmm. have something to give. Yeah, exactly. And that like it is not it's no longer the mindset of like, all right, I've got to prove myself mm. so that someone else will love me. Yeah. Because that, again, is the scarcity mentality. Yes. But the abundance says I don't have to prove myself. Yeah. I know who I am. I know my worth. Mm-hmm. I'm not the one that's desperate for the approval, for the attention, mm-hmm. for for the praise of the next person. But mm-hmm. but I am I'm totally satisfied in my standing with God that I don't have doubts, yeah. but I get to stand in confidence and not even just like, okay, I know I'm good, but I know this and I'm gonna show others yes. how they also can have this mentality, how yeah. they also can have this confidence, right? Yeah. And, and understanding like it, it's not just because I'm just so now confident in who I am and what I've done, mm-hmm. but it's because Jesus has done this for me. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm overflowing to others with love. It's not forced. It's not yes. like I have to, I have to put on so that people think that I actually have things together and then maybe they'll be interested in mm-hmm. Jesus. And, but it's, it's a natural desire that I am so full of life, love, joy, peace that mm-hmm. I now, not just like, oh, uh, someone else needs this, but yep. I've got to share this with someone else, right. you know? Yep. It's just the natural byproduct. It's like the fruit mm-hmm. of the spirit mm-hmm. and that it overflows and then it's for others, right? Yep. So you do have the verses here in Galatians 5, and 23. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Again, yeah. all of those being relational, yeah. not all of those being like, okay, this is a checklist now to adhere to. You better be loving. You better right. be joyful. But yep. no, in your relationships now, you're going to see this 
overflowing because you are full. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The fruit of the spirit is not meant to be a checklist of things to try to accomplish. Yeah. You, you can't accomplish fruit. No. Yeah, exactly. Fruit is what comes Produced. from. It's what flows from yes. there being life in you. Yeah. A, a plant, a tree, a vine yeah. produces fruit as a byproduct of having roots that go into the soil yeah. that receive water and the nutrients. Fruit happens. Yeah, exactly. And, and it should be for our relationship as well. Yeah. And, and, and people who are, have abundance, they do. Yeah. They do it. They, exactly. They don't, it, being patient is not a beating. Uh, you know, being... Uh, kind is not a, a, a task that you hate doing. You you, yeah. you genuinely want to. Yeah, absolutely. So another thing that the abundance mentality changes in the way that you relate is you begin to think about the other person's desire and you begin to think about seeking their needs and meeting yeah. their needs rather than you have something I need. Mm. It turns into how can I serve you and your yeah. needs. Yeah. Again, only Jesus following people can do this. Yeah. They, they have to have something within them that, that causes them to not think about themselves. Mm -hmm. And when it, when I'm full on the inside, then I can actually start thinking about someone else. And that becomes powerful. Yeah. You put that into a, a friendship context. Yeah. If there are two people who are friends and they have Jesus within them and they're seeking the best for the other person, well, then they're naturally going to look out for the other person and want yeah. what's best for them. They'll sacrifice for them. They'll be kind to them. They'll mm -hmm. do what they need for them. They'll understand them. They'll be patient. They'll forgive. And that becomes powerful. It's powerful within a church. Mm -hmm. It's powerful in a, in a friendship. It's powerful in a family. And it's powerful in marriage. When you have a husband oh. and wife, that yeah. are, that's what they're seeking for yeah. one another, yeah. then it, it becomes heaven on earth. Yeah. It's the closest form of heaven on earth. Yeah. It's Jesus and the church in the home, two people actively wanting the best for the, for the other person. Yeah. Again, doesn't mean they're perfect. No. Doesn't mean there's not ever misunderstandings. No. Doesn't mean there's not conflict from time to time. Mm -hmm. But they have the toolbox. Yeah. They've got the tank. Yeah. They've got the supply. Yep. They've got the, the closet prepped and stacked. They're ready for <laughs> yeah. the difficult days. Yeah. They are ready and they're yeah. able to do that. Mm -hmm. And the other thing they're able to do is they're able to actually humble themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Because yep. their their reputation is not on the line. Yes. For so many people, their reputation is their identity. Exactly. And if their reputation exactly. gets marked in some way, they're done. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you, you get a few dislikes on social media yeah. or not get the likes you hey, wanted. Hey, comments, whatever. Yeah, yeah and you're, you're done. Yep. But for the Jesus follower, they actually, their tank is full yeah. and they can take a few hits. Yeah, they can take all the hits. Yeah, they can take <laughs> the hits. They can, they can take the attacks. Yeah, not that it doesn't hurt. But nope. you're equipped to be full. Yeah. And they can actually even humble themselves. Exactly, yeah. Uh, it says about Jesus on the night that he, um, he went in with the disciples for the final meal. It says, knowing where he had come from and yeah. knowing where he was going, yep. he took a towel and served them. Yeah. And washed their feet. So good. It, it, because he was full. His yeah. tank was full already. Uh -huh. He was already overflowing. Knew where he'd yeah. come from knew who he was and his identity, yeah. knew where he was going, knew what his yeah. life was all about, and yeah. that enabled him to serve. Yep. It didn't. It doesn't say Jesus uncertain about what the disciples <laughs> thought about him. 
did this did to one last effort yeah. to really try to Hopefully, get their attention yeah. and maybe yeah. try to fill his love tank before he went to the cross. Yeah. That is yeah. not what no. happened. Yeah. Yeah. He did this for the disciples so that they might like him. No. Uh-uh. Not at all. Even knowing, him knowing they are going to leave me. Yeah. Him knowing these people are, right? This guy, Peter, he's going to deny me. Yes. And even They're says- They're all going to deny even, me. Yeah, exactly. But he's like, hey, you're going to deny me three times. Yes. You know, and, and he's like, I'm still going to wash your feet as well. Yeah. I'm still going to serve you. My, my tank is that full. Yeah. I can do this. Yeah. And that's what he invites us to. Yes. To, to fill our tank yeah. to that degree. Yeah. And when it does, it changes relationships. Goodness. And you yep. can have potential for relationships better than anybody else on the yep. planet. Yep. It actually brings you to the place where you can do what Ephesians 5.21 says. You can submit to one another yeah. in the fear of God. You can yeah. actually, in a relationship, submit and humble yourself mm -hmm. and serve one another. Yeah. You're unafraid of that. Yeah. So, and again, it says, in the fear of God, it doesn't say submit to one another because you're terrified of the other person. <laughs> it's not the idea. No. Yeah, it's not. Out of fear of what they might think if you don't. Yeah, exactly. Out of guilt of manipulation. Yes. Out of... Yeah. All of these things, or, you, you need to do this. Exactly. And that's one end of the spectrum and the other is not, you know, submit, act like you're going to serve them, but really you're going to only do this so that they will serve you. Yes. Like it's not yes. that either, you know, right. that's the opposite Do it side, so that you can get you know? something back from yeah. them. Do not it so that. you can prove to them you really exactly. are a good person. Yeah, do it exactly. so that you'll gain brownie points. Yeah. No, none no. of that. No, you submit to them Woo. because of who God is and his character displayed to us. Yes. And, and we have a reverence for his character displayed towards us. So yep. now we will submit ourselves to one another. Yep. Huge. Out of full tank. Huge point. Yep. The other thing it does is that it actually brings you to a place where you can be genuinely grateful when someone else does something for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's one of those qualities, again, if you're around Christianity, even if you're not, I think it, it for most places, it's, it, it's an accepted um, relational quality that you should be yeah. grateful. Yeah. But especially within the Christian context, yeah. there's a sense in which you should be grateful. Make sure you yeah. tell them you're thankful for you that. Better. Yeah. yeah. Did you send out the thank you card? <laughs> All that stuff. And there's this like, oh, goodness, I'm going to have to thank everyone. I'm mm -hmm. going to have to, I'm going to, I really hope that they, you know, might actually understand that. You know, <laughs> because that's, that's for real. That's real that, that people, people have a fear that, oh no, what if I'm not actually genuinely grateful for, the, you know, right. a scarcity. It's total it's scarcity. It's true. Back to but scarcity. Out of abundance of like, I know I have all the things I need. And so whenever someone comes and gives you something, you can say, wow, I truly appreciate this. Yes. And I thank you very much for this. And it's not like, oh, finally, y'all gave yes. to me. Finally, you did this. Finally. After all I've done for you. Yeah, exactly. Finally, one drop back into the tank after I've poured mm -hmm. out blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Okay, well. I've done 10 good things for you, and now here's your one. You still got about nine more to go, so I'll thank you then after you've done everything right. I've done for you. Exactly. No, because that's that's not what Jesus has demonstrated at all, right? There's right. there's not a, a demanding sense or an unhappy uh, mm -hmm. sense, but but you are you are filled, and so whenever someone comes and, and gives to you, you're able to express gratitude out of an overflow. Again, yeah. not out of a... Yep. Um, not out of a scarcity of of like, okay, yeah, you've finally done enough. But yeah. again, this is even why we have to teach the next generation children to say thank you because mm. naturally they are not overflowing with gratitude, That's you know. True. But we teach them, hey, 
this person gave for you, we thank them, right? Yep. That's true. So and, that, that this is how we be, we become thankful, though, when you realize I have been given so much by God. Yes, and I don't deserve any of it, yeah. and I want to give to others. And when that's your focus, when something does some, when someone yeah. does something for you. You're genuinely grateful. It, yes. it comes out, like you said, of overflow, which it yeah. should. Yeah. So another thing that the abundance mentality does in your relationships, uh, specifically with your relationship with God, is you find an actual delight in spending time with God. Yeah. And everyone might say, well, all right, classic. <laughs> this is in a podcast. But <laughs> the idea that it's not a duty or an obligation and, oh, Mm -hmm. this quiet time is going to be a beating or I've done this a million times. But whenever you have an abundance mindset of, wow, look at all that God has given me, done for me, how much he's forgiven me, how the the standing that I have with him, there is a delight in spending time with God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, look, God is not in heaven desperately needing your time. Yeah. He is not wounded off in the yeah. corner, sulking and wondering, yeah. when are they going to spend any time with me? Yeah, literally. That's not what's happening. Yeah, he is fullness. He yeah. is, yeah. He, and he, he doesn't stop being yeah. overflowing. Uh-huh. He is the fullness of joy and life and hope and yeah. peace and love. Yeah. He, he gives and he still has it in abundance. Yeah. So once you understand, I'm not meeting with God to try to appease God. I'm not meeting with God to try to fulfill a checklist, but you're actually meeting with God to receive from God. That yeah. inverts everything. Yeah. Because now you're learning to find in him the fulfillment of all your emotional and relational yeah. needs. For every longing yeah. you have to be so loved, accepted, and part of something bigger, mm-hmm. and to be to be known and to know and to divulge your heart yeah. and have someone to pour out your your longings to. Mm-hmm. Once you know he is that one mm-hmm. and he, as he pours into you, you receive that, that all of a sudden becomes life-giving to you. Yeah. And you realize, well, wait a minute, that's far different than what I have been thinking I was going to get from my spouse, mm-hmm. kids, relative, coworker, boss, you find that in him, you actually want to start doing more of that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you go yep. back to the well to drink again. Yeah, exactly. And it's good. And he he loves there. And he does what no one else can. You, you, you can try all you want. You can yeah. make your list all you want yep. of people in your life, have demands all you want of what mm-hmm. they ought to be doing for you. But he alone can do for you what yep. no one else can. And he does it abundantly. He yep. gives forgiveness yeah. He gives mercy yeah. and understanding and kindness mm-hmm. and grace mm-hmm. and redemption and purpose and meaning and mm-hmm. power and hope and restoration and, and love and value and worth and calling. And he just mm-hmm. overflows all of that. Once you find this is what he gives and you start receiving that, it, it really comes true what the scripture says. You love him because he first loved you. Yeah. You start you get the flow going in the right direction yeah. <laughs> from heaven to yeah. you and out. Yes. Instead of demanding from others, uh-huh. which you maybe sometimes get, and you got nothing to give back to God, yep. and you're upset about it. Yep. It's the Chill. wrong flow. Yep. yep. He's meant to give to you so that you can give to others. The yep. vertical 
than the horizontal. Yep, that's so good. And here's the other benefit that comes with that is you all of a sudden have the capacity to resolve Mm -hmm. conflict (laughs) with other people in your life more effectively, easily, Uh and in actually lesser time. Yes, because again, there is a foundation, a framework Mm -hmm. for what a... Uh, a healthy relationship should look like. Yep. And you actually have a context of what love is. Yeah. Again, like we saw in the verse that we started out with, it says, God is love. Okay, well, mm-hmm. if you don't know God, you don't know love. Yeah. And so for those of us who do know God, love must be in every single relationship that yep. we have, right? Yep. Not saying there won't be hurt feelings, misunderstandings, breakdown communications. Uh, there's a hurt that happens and there's like division and all that. Not that, that that's happen. not going to happen. Yes, that will. We are still human beings. Mm-hmm. That will happen. However, like we have said earlier, we have the tools. We have mm-hmm. a framework for mm-hmm. what laying down our life, laying down our pride, laying down our ego, and then forgiving someone else, even whenever it doesn't make sense, even when they haven't done anything to receive the forgiveness, we still have the forgiveness that we dispense to them, right? Because because God has forgiven us, we now forgive. Because God has loved us, we now love others. And that happened even while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He forgave us while we were still in darkness and called us into into light. So that's what we are to do as well, right? Mm-hmm. So a couple of verses, Ephesians 432, it says, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Yep. Another one, 2 Corinthians 5.18, it says, Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. We have been called to now go and do this to others, Mm -hmm. with others, in Mm -hmm. relationships. This is not just like, this is a really good idea and can help. Mm -hmm. This is what we are supposed to do now. Yeah. Like this is our life. Yeah. And you are better off yeah. as a human yes. <laughs> following Jesus yes. than you are not. Yes, exactly. You are better off being actively involved in a church yes. than not yes. being involved so, in a societies church. Societies work better yes. in a God-centered life yep. than not. Yep. We're obviously seeing that happen in our society today. Yep. You remove God, things get worse. You remove God, things get worse. You remove God, things get worse. And it's like, well, it's crazy. Our whole entire nation's like gone away. What mm-hmm. happened? It's like, well... Let's track the history. What's happened? God's been removed everywhere, yep. right? Yeah, and what we're left with is a culture today that is egocentric, yeah. needy, uh-huh. victim mentality. I want my ways. I uh-huh. demand my rights. I don't like it that you have what I don't have. Yeah. I want to take from you, and I feel justified in taking from yeah. you because you you have what I don't have. It's a completely self-absorbed yeah. culture because it's not yeah. a Jesus-following culture. And the answer to it is not... We need to elect fill in the blank. It's not if this guy was just in office or if these people would just, you know, it is, it is a matter of, it is a necessity for revival to happen. It's the only way. It's not a matter of like, oh, well, if we can just logically explain to these people enough. No. Yeah. It it has to be that there's an understanding of life in Christ. And that's the only way societies flourish. Yeah. As much as I would 
and do want some political governmental change. Yes. The only and that hope, should happen still. It should. The only hope for the culture is revival. Yes. Because uh, a different person in office will still lead to greater chaos in the streets. Yeah, exactly. Because until the heart of the nation is yes. changed. No politician can change hearts. No. Not a single politician. The only, the only avenue on this earth that has the ability to change people's hearts is the church mm-hmm. who has been entrusted with the gospel, yep. who Jesus works through today, who the Holy Spirit works through today. It's mm-hmm. the church. It's through the word. And so we must not be afraid to share that with every single person. Right. Because it's, it's oh, they the might way. they might think this is weird or awkward and ah, oh, what about this relationship? Do you want change? This is the only way mm-hmm. that change can actually happen. Yep. It's true. It's good. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so another factor of being full mm-hmm. of not being scarcity mindset, but being an abundance mindset is that your heart is free from, we'll say, a relational barbed wire. Yeah. So um, you don't see this as much anymore in the rural areas. You do in country, the barbed wire is what <laughs> uh-huh. was used to um, separate one person's land from another, keep yeah. animals out and yeah. people out. Just drive down Ovilla Road if you're around here. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, when when our heart is in scarcity mode, when it is yep. carrying burdens it was never meant to carry, when it's bearing guilt and continual guilt, continual shame, insecurity, jealousy, fear, anxiety, even bitterness, that puts barbed wire around your heart because it's hurting and you don't want anyone to hurt it anymore. You put up the barbed wire. And then anytime someone gets close, that barbed wire even gets stronger and then people bump up against it and they get hurt and you get hurt. Mm-hmm. And it becomes a perpetuating cycle. We've all heard the phrase, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, And they do because if you've got barbed wire around your heart, you're unable to love effectively, Yeah, then you will hurt. You will continue to hurt other people until you are healed. But hurt people yeah. who have become healed people begin to help heal people. Yes. <laughs> that's yep. that's the process. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but if you're still carrying all of the weight and all of the deficit, if you look around at people at what they ought to be doing for you, at what they're not doing enough of for you, then you're putting yourself, or you are in bondage already. You are wrapped up in the barbed wire. James says, where there's envy and self-seeking, Confusion yeah. and every evil thing are there. Yeah. In other words, where there is the envious, self-absorbed narcissist, yeah. confusion and every evil thing is there. Yeah. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then it's peaceable, it's gentle, it's willing to yield, mm. it's full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. When the heart is full, then all of that self-seeking goes away. When the heart is full, then there's peace that overflows. Mm -hmm. There's gentleness that overflows. There's a willingness to yield. Mm -hmm. There's a willingness to show mercy. There's a willingness to um, not be demanding of other people. And that can only happen when the heart has been filled up with Jesus. So 
Uh, let's talk about the last one here today. Uh, when your heart is in abundance mode, then yeah. you get a new relational skill unlocked. Yeah. It yeah. fills you up and you get to another level. Yeah. And here at this new level, relationships all change. Yeah. Not because all of a sudden the people around you are all great. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but because something different has happened exactly. inside of you. Yeah. The one who is full has a desire for healthy relationships. Yeah. They want it. Exactly. Yeah. That's it, that's so much of it right there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> not not just looking for anyone to fill you up, but yes. I'm seeking other healthy relationships. Yes. And whenever I'm in this healthy relationship, I'm seeking to give to another yes. person. Yes. I mean, that again is huge in a marriage. Whenever each spouse is saying, I want to make your day better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, exactly. Not, each person saying, you better make my day better. Yes. Whew, that's different right it there, is. right? It's, it's destruction is what it yes. is. And so whenever everyone and the relationships are having an overflow mentality mm-hmm. that changes everything. It's a new skill level mm-hmm. unlocked, right? Mm-hmm. You're naturally thoughtful, intentional, yes. kind. That is your mentality is how can I serve this person? How can yeah. I make their day better, right? Not out of guilt, not no. out of manipulation, no. not out of fear. But not because out of- I'm full, yes. I want to do this for this other person. Yep. Yeah, you, you're thinking of creative ways to show your love. You're mm-hmm. thinking of their love language and you're thinking, how can I meet this person where they're at rather mm-hmm. than they better be serving me. Yep. You're yep. De- you have a delight in sacrificing your time, your energy, and the worst but best, sacrificing mm-hmm. your very own money for <laughs> others. <laughs> because yeah. that right there literally is, it is a total display of who yeah. you are, you know, where yep. some of your fears can be is in, how am I giving yep. even financially to others, right? Yeah. And you're giving out of a heart that's full, right? Again, none of this can happen where there's lack or where there's a scarcity, where there's a, a fear of, oh no, if I give this away, I might not get full again. Yeah. I might I, I might won't have anything it. else. Yeah, exactly. You're mm-hmm. not, if you're afraid you're going to lose what you have, you're not giving. No. You're not caring to. And you're not aware of where the source is. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's no bit of creativity of how can I share with someone. No, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is all I have. Mm-hmm. And so this is all I can think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I've gone on vacation and in certain areas, um, I'll let the gas tank get down really low. Uh-huh. And usually it's because I generally know there's going to be another gas station up yeah. ahead. And yeah. if I know where I get my next refill, Yep. then it's I'm so okay. Good. I'm okay yeah, running it down it. That's so good. to yep. the bottom because I know where I can get refilled. Yep. Now, now, the danger is when I get out in some sparse area and there's yeah. no place to refill. Yep. Yep. But that's the whole point here. Yep. You know, If you don't know where your refill is, then you're going to be afraid. You're yeah, going to be tight-fisted. Yeah. You're going to be yeah. angry. Yeah. You're gonna I'm not be using jealous. my gas. Yeah, I'm not gonna, using them. You're going to yeah. be stingy. Yeah. You're not going to give away anybody else so good. relationally. Yep. So... Uh, well, the Bible talks about this so much. When you when you kind of set the framework like this, all of a sudden it just it all comes to life. Mm-hmm. So, Second Corinthians nine uh, seven and eight is usually a passage in which people apply it toward giving in church financially. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would I would suggest let's back out of that just a little bit. Let's take it from a little bit bigger perspective and, and listen to this. First Corinthians or Second Corinthians nine. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart. Mm. So from a place where there's overflow. Yeah. Not grudgingly 
or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Again, mm-hmm. you've probably heard that around church in regards to money, mm-hmm. but this applies just as much to patience and understanding yeah. and sacrifice yeah. and love and affection mm-hmm. in a relationship. Don't don't let that be grudgingly yeah. or out of necessity. Well, I have yeah. to do this because that's what good Christians do. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Who wants to hear that yeah. from someone they yeah. love? If, if well, you're saying that, I'm just loving you because it's the good no, thing. It's good thing that Christians. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, like, thanks for the love. Yeah, that's uh-uh. just uh, thanks for that not love. Yeah, exactly. Um, God loves a cheerful giver. He loves when there's joy in it because it came from Him to start with, and mm-hmm. He can fill that tank back up goes on and says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you Mm. that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. He'll keep filling your tank up if you keep going back to him, but he has to be the source. And this is, this is what really transforms relationships. Yep. Don't look to the people around you to be the source for filling your tank. They can't. They were never meant to. Yep. And you'll frustrate them and you'll frustrate yourself. Yep. Take every one of those relational needs that you have, all that need that you feel for them to accept you, be nice to you, talk to you, love you, give to you, laugh at your jokes, all, mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. Take all of that and turn that to God and see him filling that up. It will transform your relationship. You will have an abundance inside and you'll have the capacity to give that to other people. It will transform your relationship. Jesus followers have the power to have better relationships than anybody else on the planet. Yes. So So good. Good stuff today. Uh, It's always our prayer that this uh, hits you in a very real place in your life, that, Mm -hmm. um, that faith becomes living in you and that the truth of Jesus becomes a reality for you. So this is the real essence of lifting him up and living him out. This is the whole idea of vertical first and the horizontal flows naturally from that. And it's our prayer that that um, has impacted you today and will fill and change your relationships. So uh, thanks for being a part with us today. Share, like, tell someone else about it. Come see us at Vertical. We are lifting him up and living him out.